Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Dr. Supercoach Podcast. You're on once again with Cheezo, powered again by our partners at Code, Code Sports. With me this evening, I have the illustrious Pistol, my friend. I've heard uh, in the grapevine you're starting to get a little nervous, mate, because the Cheezo chase down is on fire. It is. Uh, there are some nerves. I have noticed your ranking creep up. Over the last couple of weeks, you're not very far behind me. I'm, I'm creeping up at an incredibly slow pace. I think like five <laughs> weeks ago, I said I'm only moving up like 1,000 at a time, and I've still been doing that. So um, a 2553 saw me creep up to 11K, and I noticed you just right behind me there at 14K, mm. and you were you were like 30K behind me, so I'm a bit worried. <laughs> Look, uh, you quickly look up your your total points so I can see how far behind you. It's like fifty. Uh, Twenty five. <laughs> You're kidding me. No, it's it's nothing oh. off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm right behind it. Yeah, literally right uh, behind me. Thirty five two six eight. You 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 reference that. Um, so yeah, twenty five thirty seven for me. Up to fourteen point one k. Slowly rebuilding this year after getting my starting side so incredibly wrong, uh, but I'm pretty happy with the side that uh, that's being built. Pistol, I'm I'm doing well in my my head to head leagues at the moment. So, um, obviously not a perfect team, but slowly, slowly, uh, uh, kind of drawing back. Um, is there anything? Uh, this is a bit off the cuff here, Pistol. Anything surprising with your side uh, the way it sits right now um, to to what you probably expected at the start of the year? Oh, I like think the way you finished it. It's funny because 
at the beginning of the season, I thought, well, 35 trades, like, easily will get to full primo. And I actually got to full primo technically because I had seven premium forwards um, about three weeks ago. But because of injuries, yeah. I've just not been able to trade one of them to a premium midfielder. Um, yep. So only this week I can finally upgrade Butters, ironically he's probably going to come back, um, to Jack Steele to like finish my side. But I think the interesting part of Supercoach this year is it's more about who you don't have that's costing you points rather than who you do. Yep. I think there's a lot of common players. It's pretty rare for me to go against somebody and have more than like five unique players and not yeah. just missing like a Laird and a Sicily every week, seeing them as your like uniques against. It just makes me feel like I can't really gain ground, even if I've got you know Dawson and Sinclair. Like Dawson and Sinclair for me have matched Stewart and Sicily since like round six when I was trading them in for a hundred k cheaper. They they may have even outscored them during that time, but I can't gain ground because e- Sicily and Stewart were equally as good, um, and it's just been too large of a hill to I guess come back from which is i guess interesting i don't think many seasons have gone that way where you've had two defenders go 120 plus and not been able to gain ground on the rest of the competition yeah i i think the thing that stands out to me is that um certainly compared to last year where a lot of things went my way i I certainly haven't had a lot of luck this year and the the 50 50 calls that i've probably ended up making haven't ended up in my favor um, a lot of the new kind of role changes that we thought would do well ended up having an adverse effect, taking short, for example. Like um, just a lot of the things that I kind of had anticipated coming into the year went completely wrong. And a lot of the guys that I'm upgrading to, as soon as I bring them in, go through periods where they just bang out a 60 having not <laughs> scored one for the for the entirety of the year. So, yeah, it's just... Um, I didn't think at this stage of the season I would I would consider my team complete and still have Canelio and Brody in my forward line. So um, yeah, it's it's a certainly a, a confusing one um, as opposed to to what I thought I might have ended up like. Um, Pistol, we do have some housekeeping that we'll get through quickly. Um, the Doctor Supercoach Cup is down to the 128 final remaining uh, coaches. Pistol into round three, and I have. After you know the winning it last year, I have been officially knocked out by Josh, <laughs> who finished fifth last year. So not only did he beat me in overall rank last year when I finished top ten, he's now knocked me out of my, a cup that is basically my pride and joy on the shelf at home. And I just want to know between you and JB, who set the the drawer up, how did I get such a high seed in the second round? There, there's some colluding going Cause on. Because didn't you hear? Because you ranked last season. That's what happens. Mm. <laughs> good players. I don't see this players. happening at Wimbledon. I'm, I'm suspicious. You're the, uh, yeah, you're the, the, the Stephanos and uh, he's the Kyrgios, I guess. <laughs> I, was, I was acting like Kyrgios when I, I did the numbers and realized I got kicked out. <laughs> um, we've also uh, got the Cancer Council pistol. Uh, I noticed that you had to donate this week and it's a, a pretty pretty big momentous time for something that you don't really see too often with your team <laughs> i guess i'll go through the donations and cheese we've got a couple <laughs> of them this week uh first up jk has donated for an english donut and messing up my vc loop by captaining clary is that like an english muffin 
Sorry. <laughs> English donut, yeah. Not, ba- not bad, Cheezer, not bad. <laughs> mm. um, this one's from Pistol. Um, I heard he's very handsome. Second donut ever, and it was Proust who got me in the end. I always thought it would be Hall, which is ironic because I wrote that before knowing what would happen this week. There's still time, <laughs> and I said there's still time for another. Yep, uh, one step closer to 25K. So that's uh, in reference to the total we've raised, which is 24,530, very close to 25K mark. Uh, we've got... Ruben Brooks says, couldn't avoid the Jackson donut and talked up JB's trading of Libba over wits in game day. Sorry, owners. I should know better than to speak of rucks in these troubling and unprecedented times. Uh, Thank you for your donation. Rough Red says, donutting across the universe. Boldly going forward because we can't find reverse. Thanks, Rough Red. Uh, Jay Sun. (laughs) Did you say boldly going forward? Did I say? Yeah, boldly. Boldly. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Round 15 Donut, thank you for your donation. Uh, (laughs) Turtles Terriers says, Damn you, Supercoach Gods. It took to Round 16 before you decided to visit me twice. He was also my cup opponent, Chizo, if you're wondering how I got through. Yeah, Yeah, I was wondering how you got through. Yeah, my opponent had double donuts. So thank you, Turtles Terriers. appreciate pushing me through to the cup and also your donation. And to... Bo Delmenico says Deconut, which is quite clever. And thank you very much yeah. for your donation. Again, super close to 25K, which is unbelievable given we started the season at just under 18,000, like, I think. Yeah, something like that. Just unbelievable. It's been incredible so, the support. Thank so you, thankful everybody. For that, yeah. Pistol, Jeez. the quickest uh, housekeeping we have done in a while. I want to talk about uh, the most important kind of uh, aspect that has been popping up in the last... It's, it seems like every single week we come to a dilemma of what to do with the injuries that we have in defence. I feel like that's just been a revolving door um, for us in the last few weeks. Obviously, uh, to go through a few names, we've got Hall, Rich, uh, Houston potentially as well, uh, depending on how he comes back for his knee knock. Am I forgetting anyone from that? No, I think they're the big, big ones. I think uh, Flossman had a one-week suspension, but probably not doing yep. anything with that but yeah lots of defenders out yeah um so i i, I just want to hear your initial thoughts um as someone with rich um we obviously need to get more information to know the severity of a lot of these injuries i know at this point in time i haven't heard exactly um what a lot of these guys are doing i guess uh your initial thoughts and how many weeks you think is to be considered before we start looking to trade these guys? It's an interesting question. So, Rich, I think so far it's going to be like one week and reassess. There's really large breaks between the Brisbane games, which will work in his favour. Fortunately, I think a lot of people have Ware or the Essendon bloke. I'm not even going to, yeah. I wasn't going to try and pronounce it. I knew his, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I was like, I know his name, but I'm not going to say it. Um, People have good cover, and you can loophole, um, I believe, as well. So it's very likely that if he only misses one week, you may as well just take the loophole and save the trade, Uh, especially because Rich has been in really good form. I mean, he was on like 43 at quarter time or something before he got injured. So I think that one's a pretty safe hold. Um, Houston, again, pending results. You know, if it's I think if, if it's probably a... Let's see, there's eight rounds left. I'd probably say if it's a 
three weak injury I would trade two it depends if you have two playing covers that you can loophole if you only have one playing cover I'd probably trade with a two week injury at this stage of the season unless you're really low on trade so that's probably around yeah. the four trade mark if you have less than that and you can get away with a good scoring rookie for two weeks that might be the play otherwise Hall I mean what can I say Hall he's uh, he's out and that's not really too much of a surprise it's upsetting but it's not too much of a surprise so mm-hmm. he's going to have to go so do you have anyone in mind? I guess I'll, I'll break it down into a multi-part question. Um, who are your top money is no objective. There's no objective. No, uh, you don't have to make any compromises. You can just trade trade in anyone you want. Who are you getting? And then I'll, I'll look at some of the, I guess, value options and see what we can find. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think the the three that are obviously the standouts, um, in my opinion, are going to be Dawson, Sinclair, and Sicily. They were the three that we had penciled, JB and I, last week as the three that we would ordinarily be uh, uh, looking at in that sort of um, uh, aspect to, to, to finish off uh, the defense um in the same sort of scenario. I don't think that's changed. I think what we saw last week, Dawson 144, Sinclair 150, and Sicily 139, has certainly confirmed, in my mind at least, that they're the the three um, prices, no um, object sort of situation. Um, Which order would you put them in? Now you're testing me. I am. (laughs) Probably Dawson... Sicily, Sinclair, because I, I, I think that Sinclair has an outside chance of getting tagged again. Yes, I do too. Sicily will just keep doing his thing. Um, he's probably around the 115 average. And Dawson, I think, has shown in the last few weeks to have um, the upside on a good run. And his last six or seven weeks to end the season is phenomenal for Adelaide. So... Um, I'm not expecting a huge drop off, and and his five round average of 126, I'm like, is exceptional. Yeah, oh, I totally agree with you. They're the three that I would pick there. It's funny because it's they're the standouts, and I don't think anyone would say otherwise. Um, and then you've yeah. kind of got the next tier down from those in in Doherty, and I think Dale is probably finding himself yeah as an option. I mean, he's had way more 110 plus scores than uh, you would think. Um, just like Peppers, that 110, and came out this week with a 134. Without Caleb Daniel, I mean, we thought he'd have a points increase, but he looked phenomenal again. So I'd feel comfortable going there if you're in that price range. But um, then we've got to drop a little bit lower. Um, um, I mean, there's some other good prices, people at prices like, you know, the Hewitt or Saad, I guess, but they're a bit more expensive. If we want to drop like well below, is Dacos at 480k still better than people like, I think, Short, uh, sorry, uh, Baker, who's 507. Um, Ma- uh, Mason Redman has now got a five round average of 113, which is mm. pretty insane. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not going to say Lloyd or Blakey. I think they're clearly worse selections or then do you go even cheaper and you take you know um pendlebury's low 400 stephen may is 379,000 after he cops um that that concussion and you know it's basically plummeted his score 
and Zorko is probably missing a week, although a week you have to stay away from there. Um, do any of those guys, I guess, if you're desperately trying to save money, to you know take your fashion? Um, there was a bunch of questions there. I'll, I'll start. With there was like six. Jacobs. It was a very long sentence. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> um, I, I'm operating on the assumption that you've got no cash and you've got to get rid of Hall. Um, so let's just take that for example. That works in with the Nick Dacos situation. Sure. Um, I think Nick Dacos is great. I also think that he's quite young and has the chance and the likelihood of tapering off as the season um, you know, reaches towards penultimate rounds and things like that because he is that, that young player and we see it so frequently. Um, short, I probably wouldn't be buying into in this new role. He is... Uh, an 80s to low 90s as a, a midfielder um, and and unfortunately um, we're not going to see him in that defense line um, for a little while it doesn't look like it if I was looking underneath his price I also like Maynard um, yep. Pistol uh, who seemed to have come into a little bit of form recently um, and recommended uh, him last week to a few people so um, I, I think there is some value to be found underneath Hall's price Um I also noticed your boy Lucky Whitfield ninety six is um, his lowest score since uh, being under uh, McVeigh. So he, he's he's had a, a decent uptick as well. So it's important to know that there are definitely options. I just think the the high upside that we thought we were getting with Hall um, or that you might get um, with the 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 alternatives that you might like, like a, a one ten plus. Uh, five round average I think are probably missing with a lot of these guys so when you're shopping in that aisle you just take what you can get Um, but if you do have a little bit of cash 20-30k Baker's not bad but it just doesn't scream pick me um, personally I still think uh, Jack Crisp is a good buy even though he's he's had a a little bit of a downturn in probably the last month month and a half Um, and uh, personally for me Dale was someone that I was looking at as probably my prime candidate for um, trading out Rich if it becomes a a longer um, injury yeah um, on the on the sidelines for me just primarily because he he seems he didn't take any more kick-ins than he usually does but without Caleb Daniel there he may potentially get a little bit more access to the ball um, and he's obviously in good form which is what you know you, we primarily want to be buying into as well. So there's some other cheapies that I'll just name because all these these players I guess have decent history. Um, Salem's yeah. down to 446k um, after having an injury impacted game, and we know he's got potential to go 90 plus. So that seems like a relatively kind price for for someone like him. Um, and you also have. Coleman, who a lot of us wanted to start as a mid-pricer at the beginning of the season, has really come into his own in the last couple of weeks. Like as a as an actual footballer, he looks really good. I mean, I expect him to score better with um, him being the only half back for Brisbane that's not injured at the moment. But even Zorko out as well, yeah, with Zorko out as well. But even if they're short term, his scoring has been really good. Like he's he's basically put out in his last you know seven rounds 88, 104, 86, 70, 99, 87, 118. Which again at four hundred thirty seven k, you're not you're not paying expecting someone to put out consistent tons. Um, but he's probably really good value. I think, for his scoring output, especially because you get that defensive forward swing, um, which could be handy if you needed it 
you know, later in the season. If you've got Himmelberg, perhaps, who might get it in the next round of DPP changes, there's, there's cover there. But um, I think we haven't really given a clear answer. And there's a lot of options, t- to be honest. Mm. I'm not sure exactly which one my favourite is. I do think if you're trying to go really cheap, May isn't a bad option. He's got the kickouts, which raise his floor. So, but you, I mean, you pay what you get. He's probably the worst option yeah. out of all the ones we've said. Yeah. But at the you, same time, you would go the cheaper if you had um, other things that you were looking to do. Like this was a, a, a part of a two-way deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, you've got to get Hall out, but you're also trying to finish your reps F six. You know, like um, a very common scenario that people are, are faced with, are faced with even at this stage of the season. I, I I do agree that there are better cheap options in defense than similar uh, in other lines. Yeah. And so you could make the argument that getting Stephen May as a replacement to um, get, you know, I don't know, like a Greg Clark up to Jack Steele or something like that to finish a midfield who, who who's looking um, pretty ripe at the moment. Otherwise, the best options in terms of like the Hall and let's say Rich and, and Zorko are out for three weeks for example just for argument's sake they're all more expensive than Hall like there's, there's no getting around the fact the guys that you quote unquote want to be picking you need to have 50 30 50k in the bank to really grab someone that you're actually after yeah. so the, the, let's not hide from that fact no, no I agree there and I think just to re uh, come around full circle on the Dacos aspect I do think Dacos is a little bit special um, you know he's been training with the club for you know last year as well so it's not like he's yeah. a typical first year player that's like comes out of school mm-hmm. and then you know plays school footy and then jumps into the the draft gets drafted by a team and this is first thing I mean he's he's grown up in a footy family he he kind of you know knows what it takes to be an AFL footballer I don't think it's like a coincidence at all that he's put together these unbelievable games in a row and he's not the type yeah. that I think will get rested. I mean, you're right, rookies have volatile games, don't don't get me wrong, but um, with Collingwood's upcoming draw, North Melbourne, Adelaide, Essendon, Port Adelaide, I mean... Four easy wins. <laughs> I wouldn't say easy wins, but it's four games where he could score very well and that's four yeah. of the remaining you know seven games, so... I would. I think that if you've got him now, there's every chance that he outscores somebody like Short on the run home, and I wouldn't be trading yeah. him. There's a few teams I'm very jealous of posting in rate my teams asking for advice, and they have him as the defense and and midfield like cover <laughs> as like D seven and M nine. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, if um, you didn't have like Dawson and you could afford to get him to Dawson or Sicily. Would you entertain yeah. that trade then? Ooh, that is a great question. It would depend on the remaining structure of your sides, the cover that you have, because uh, if if he's on your field at this stage, I still think you would be trying to upgrade these kind of guys. If, he, if he's your cover, I wouldn't be bothered moving pieces around to, to try and... Uh, does it, Maybe if that pushes short to... To D seven, that might be might be important. Um, I think that's team specific. I can't really give it. Yeah, a, a I, I think I would upgrade one, if he's on my D six. I'd hold him a week for his, you know, to, to get some extra cash. cash, and then I'd probably yeah. look to trade him to one of those big guys if yeah. you don't know him, just because I think they're like yep. fifteen twenty points per game better. 
Yeah, yeah. It's probably worth it. Um, and just more to your point, you did mention um, uh, looping, but I'll just cover it again. Uh, if you've got Ware and D'Ambrosio, which a lot of us do um, in defense, uh, and you've got Rich, uh, it's going to be really easy to loop. Adelaide, uh, sorry, GWS play on the Saturday night. You can put the uh, the emergency on where, and if you're happy with this score, leave Rich on the field. And if not, you can throw D'Ambrosio on on to to see if you can get a, a decent score. So I think if it's a one weaker with uh, with these guys um, in, in the Rich or maybe even a Houston um, vein, for example. Um, Houston- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A little bit. Uh, more difficult to loop, but I think it's a really easy option to to play some of these defensive guys because um, I think the cover there is probably slightly better than what we've seen um, in other lines. I don't know about you, Pistol, but I spent um, uh, probably two hours choosing between Bazo and um, Sitsis from Gold Coast only for them both to score 26 and want to like that those two hours of my life back. <laughs> um, but I, I'd, I'd be more comfortable playing like uh, the, those two defensive options for a week or two and holding Rich to come back, who's been in good form, uh, as opposed to some of the other lines where our choices are, no, we need to use this trade. We cannot play Bazo on field. No. All right. No, I think uh, we've well and truly covered that one, Chizo. What, cool. what do you got up next for us? All right. Next question, I, we've kind of touched on it a little bit. I want to know from you, at what stage of this season and you know trades remaining, cover that we have, talk to me about optimising our side. We've talked about finishing and getting full primo. Now talk to me about that, the thing that we uh, kind of often overlook coming into the end of the year, which is when we optimise this team. We're looking for players, looking for pieces of that jigsaw puzzle that probably aren't as good as what they could be and what ways we can use to kind of really strengthen our final sides yeah that's a great question look uh, it's with all of the answers every side is different but the earlier that you optimize the more benefit you're going to get because you're getting rid of a terrible scorer for a better scorer and the more weeks you have to recoup those i guess benefits or costs or whatever it might be you're going to gain a larger advantage by doing it sooner so definitely the answer is like when to optimize is like as soon as possible um the key thing is like at what point do you stop optimizing how many trades left um everyone's got different risk tolerances i think as a standard for everyone like i feel like sitting on four trades at this stage of the year for injuries feels safe like that feels like a good amount i mean we've just come from you know, more injuries every week. Um, four in the last seven rounds does seem like it's okay. Um, I 
think if you know for every two rounds that go from now on you could probably burn an extra trade if you wanted to um my personal risk tolerance i'm i'm happy i'm doing butters to steal and going down to three trades and that's where i'm going to sit for the rest of the season i'm not going to optimize after that and um if you've got more trades than that then i would definitely optimize and try and get an advantage over the the competition by just having a better team than other people who aren't in a position to optimize i mean not everyone is going to be able to get in someone like a jack steel or be able to ditch someone like short if you are able to get the combo of you know dawson sinclair sicily Doherty, Hewitt, no, no Dale or Crisp or whatever you've got. Um, you know, you can get, you can really get ahead of people. In the forward line, a lot of people don't have Libra. You know, if you're able to optimize there, um, so there's plenty of ways to get an advantage over other people, Chizo. Um, if you are looking to optimize, though, is there anyone in your team or common players that you think would be the ones that you would be happy to cull first, Chizo? Um, I think it's a couple of the guys that. Um have had role changes that are and certainly tapering off. I think short is one um, that I'm more than happy to hold and I will personally hold him just because of a few things. He's not necessarily killing me week to week, averaging 85 to 90. It's annoying, yeah. but I probably wouldn't burn a trade. And a lot of us don't have the cash to get him up to someone important anyway, like right now, like at 480, I don't have the cash in the bank to get him to someone that's going to be significantly better. So he is a weak spot in my team that I would like to upgrade. But um, I think you mentioned that you are happy to stop at three. I currently have three trades and it's similarly for that reason because I would need to probably use a second one to actually generate cash to get him up to someone worth it. It just, yeah, it's leaving me in a really a really difficult situation. And I think that's the problem with optimizing our side. We, a lot of things need to align. A lot of planets need to align where the player just happens to be a really easy grab from one of our players. I think if you're using two trades to optimize one position in your side at this late in the season with few trades, I think that's getting a little bit... I'm not, I'm not super sure I can support that at this point in time. I think... As with all these questions, the biggest thing is like how many trades you have. I mean, trading short to Sicily sounds amazing, but if it's going to leave you yeah. with two trades, then that that sounds far from amazing to me. I mean, you might gain yeah. you might gain eighty points, but then it takes one week for one of your players to be out, and you have no cover, and you've lost that eighty points in a single week, and then it's not worth it. I mean, I think it's hard to not trade. Like we've been, we've we've had thirty five trades. We've been spoiled with trades. We've been used to trading every week. It's hard to just sit on your hands and think, you know what? I'm done now. Like I'm just gonna wait out the season and see what happens. But um, it's okay. Everyone, take a deep breath. It's part of the season. We get, we'll get through it together. Um, there's players like Crips that have, you know, essentially fallen off now. The wheels are off, and he's yeah. got a five round. I think he's, he's got a five round average of one hundred and two, three round average of ninety. Um, and would I love to trade in the Jack Steel? I would totally love to trade in for Jack Steel, but I wouldn't go down to, I wouldn't go down to like two trades. I I, I do see some people doing that. Um, what Crips is going to average one hundred and five, Steel's going to average one hundred and fifteen on the run home, but at what costs? It's not worth it. Like for seven weeks, that's seventy points. You you really want to be doing these maths and thinking I'm gaining a hundred plus points. 
um, on a player like yeah. that. And and who's to say Cripps doesn't have a Petrarca esque game in his run home and just come out with like a one eighty? Yeah, could be this week against West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's a good thing you mentioned that because I can go Crips to steal in one trade and leave him with two trades this week. So I'm learning as we're talking here, mate. <laughs> uh, I think I think that's one. It, this this stage of the season is always really difficult. This, I mean, different rules for everyone, right? Like if you're in the top 100 and you're trying to desperately, you you're, you think you're not much of a chance to finish in the top 10. I mean, there's two ways to play. There's one, you just want as many injuries as possible and you to have more trades than everyone so that you can trade your way out of it. Or... You think, well, I've got the trade, so I'm going to be ultra aggressive and get a better team than everyone else in the top 100, and you go for you go that pathway. And both are valid ways of winning. It's just, are you feeling lucky? <laughs> yeah. So, so what you're saying is, I shouldn't trade uh, Rich to Bailey Dale and Cripps uh, to Steel this week and leave myself with one trade. I would highly recommend you not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got a 27-16 projected pistol. Really? That's, that's yeah. pretty good. That must feel nice. <laughs> <laughs> but as we know, these projections are like way overblown and never happen. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I would like to, to hit my projection, that's for sure. At least one week. Just one week, please, Super Coach Gods. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I'm excited. This will be my first week that I have 22 premiums because I've just had injuries every single week. Well, I've jinxed no, it now, haven't I? Last week, you just you couldn't play it on field. Oh, no, yeah, butters, and <laughs> I had to trade Bruce. He finally did me in. That was unfortunate, and yeah, English back. I'm looking forward to it. I've, yeah. Don't make me tap the sign, Pistol. Don't make me tap the sign. All right, let's 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 move on. What have you got? What have you got next for us? Uh, that pretty much wraps up a lot of the um, strategic talk. Um, we've been given some feedback that we don't go into too much depth in the uh, the VC and C segment of the podcast, and I think that's for very good reason, Pistol. It's that we've got the likes of Oliver, who has a six-round average of 147 and three scores above 168 this year. Like, uh, is there any, uh, you know... Premiers last year, they play a few early games. Is there anyone better to VC this year than Oliver? No. You have to do it right there now. Isn't. His current form, I've yeah. never seen anything like this. He's playing for a Brownlow, and he's going to win yeah. it. <laughs> we, we literally talked about it on the podcast last week to not chase um, the Doggies and the Lions players because, yes, you're likely to get a 130 from someone, but you're going to be missing out on Oliver, who's going to probably hit his projection of 193 it was last week. So it's like, do, do you want to miss out on the option of chasing Oliver or do you want to be faced with the scenario where you're playing the smart thing, you're going to take the 120 that Bont got and then watch everyone else laugh as they get another 60 points on top of you. I think the really easy decision, particularly for the weeks coming home, is almost a perma Oliver VC on the weeks that allows that. This week in particular, you've got two really good options with um, Lockie Neal and Laird, both of which love to play their opponents. So if you own either yep. of them, which I would say everyone does, at least owns one of them, then you've got your yep. captaincy and vice-captaincy sorted this week. Uh, Neil in particular, last couple against Essendon, 198, 157, 157, 140. I mean, come on. Huge. Come on. It's just yep. these are ridiculous scores. So I think if you... It, I wouldn't really Scores want to really well at the G2. Let, at, at the Gabba. At, at the Gabba, yeah. let me point out. He, he is... 
on fire at the Gabba this year. He's. Uh, let me, I'll read you in reverse order. 135, 123, 164, 123, 117, 105, and 140. And now he's coming up against his favourite team to play against. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Really, easy, really, really easy Oliver into Neil this week. And we don't... It, like the. I think we can get a little bit blasé with these sort of scenarios where it's like, let's not overthink it. This is the best combo. Let's just do it. Um, and so I, I certainly agree that um, we can probably be a little bit flippant with it, but it's just let's not overthink it because we're going to get a good score out of it just sticking to the safe option. Yep. No, I, um, I'm, I'm totally with you there. Jesus, so before we move on, um, well, actually moving on to an, a different topic before we finish up the podcast, um, just a quick chat about the forwards. Um, yeah. In particular, I've noticed some people are asking if they should upgrade and grab Harry Himmelberg at 545k yeah. and if he's the real deal. Um, I mean, I'm a Himmelberg owner. So yeah, um, just I should be asking you. I mean, feel free if you would like to, but yeah, it's it's uh, a case of what would you do now if you didn't own him and you were looking at needing to you know buy an F six. I like it. I I, I think that um, there is still the potential that he's going to be moved around. The every single week we get a comment. Um, from the coach saying, "Oh, you know, he we like him there, but we're not totally set," and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but I think we've seen in in the last month that he's become integral uh, to the way that they structure up down back. Um, he's taking the kick-ins. He's going to have that low floor. Uh, there is there was a question in um, Slack about whether he was going to get DPP. I don't think he's played enough games in that role correct me if i'm wrong pistol to be eligible i think he has to play something like 11 games in no that role just 11 games in total so he's played enough games to be able to get dpp it's just if he okay. gets past okay. the 35 percent threshold which i would love him to do it just depends if uh spike is going to give him 100 percent defensive time yeah you know in the next couple of games or if it's going to split between ruck and forward which is often given a third quarter off or sorry fourth quarter um yeah, I, I think he'll get there, but I'm not a hundred percent sure if he gets there. Well, this, this is the last round. Um, it, it's it, this is the final round that's going to yeah. add towards his total. It'll be his seven of seventeen games um, where he's taken a kick out, indicating he's been um, in that down back. You'd think role. he would get there, but given yeah. you know, don't, uh, it's if he plays a hundred percent forward this game, he, he might not. So. Uh, that might kill it, yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But look, he's been playing majority defender. I say that because this week was one of the only weeks where he's played four quarters as a backman. And when he's in that role, he's an incredible scorer. Like, as as I'd said, you know, four weeks ago or five weeks ago, he's Sicily-esque in that, in that defensive role. So I do think yeah. he's a really good trade-in. I mean... If you can afford Libba for 30k more, I think Libba's a better trade-in. I mean, Libba's got a five-run average of 118. It's, he's scoring out of this world. Um, but, yeah, Himmelberg, also really good. Um, if you're on a budget, Chizo, um, some other names of players that have just been scoring really well. Um, Rosie at 480k. I know we spoke about him earlier in the season, but his scores have not been too bad. Five-run average of 100, three-round of 105. It's not like a... I don't think it's going to... I mean, he has... That's fine. I think it's fine. I don't think it's like a, a this you know amazing hidden gem of a pick, but his scores have yeah. been quite consistent you know, since like 
you know, round six, basically. He, he's had one real low score of 46. Most of the rest are above 80. Um, and, you know, his last five have been 106, 76, 103, 113, and 98. So yeah. not bad, not amazing. Again, you get what you pay for. Would I prefer him than Heaney? Yes, I would. Um, and that doesn't really say much. Um, and then you've probably got some of the more bargain basement Geelong players like the Duncan and the Hawkins type where if you're desperate for money you could probably still go there and I don't think I would be scraping the barrel anymore you don't want to go there but you could go there yes that's the perfect (laughs) way of saying it I don't think I'd be scraping the barrel like further down than that I don't think anything good is going to come from that (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah I I think I I, I tend to agree I think there's a really clear probably um, half dozen in the forward line. I noticed that um, you were on camp to get rid of Canelio. Has that changed since the, the new coaches come in? We've been uh, uh, predicting the downfall in the last few weeks and he's, he still seems to be going fairly okay. <laughs> um, well, look, a lot of things went right uh, for the Canelio owners. I mean, Perryman came into the midfield as a lean midfield and then Perryman came out. Um, with injury so Cornelio has been having a really good role but unfortunately I mean it's so hard to say yeah just get him when Hopper is now coming back on top of Taranto just coming back I don't know like it's Kelly Kelly's been playing really well lately in the midfield as well I I don't I think he's still he's been a he's been a don't buy don't sell for like the last three weeks Um, and I'd probably be still sitting in that camp I mean Obviously, non-owners are hoping that Hopper comes and Canelio gets shoved as you know forward for the rest of the season. But even so, he's still yeah. been scoring really well. So, um, yeah, what, what do you what can you yeah. do? Don't buy, don't sell. It's still rather liberal at the same price. Okay, I, I think that sums it up really well. Like, uh, uh, what I'm seeing is like going going from like eleven five three twenty twenty three percent CBAs to um, new coach. 59, 63, 58, 56, 85, 82. Yeah, it's huge. So the last like, couple of months, it, weeks. It, 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 I, I, as someone that owns Canelia, I really don't want it to be a drop-off <laughs> that, sure. that people are predicting. Um, but yeah, certainly um, in terms of that optimization thing, Pistol, I think if those people still have him, like it, it, that, that, I think that's been fantastic. Were, would you... Are there, are there anyone... Um, just to cycle back to the optimizations, do you have any forward players that you think um, to ditch? Other than to ditch, I know we've got Butters as like a a really obvious um, forward. It seems like one of those areas that has you know Dunkley, Libba, uh, Bont. Uh, there, there's like a handful Parker. of players that are like <laughs> uh, that are like really obvious. Um, kind of like you know we've got Dawson, um, yeah. Sicily in the back line. We've got a couple of those in the forward lines. Um, the the likes of Heaney, um, Butters, these guys in the forward line. Are you looking? Are they along the up optimization path for you as well? Because that's we we talked about short. We talked about Crips. Um, I just realised we haven't talked about anyone in the forward line. Yeah, if you have an underperforming F six, so I'm essentially talking about anyone who's doesn't have that 100 plus potential. There's enough of them. You know the English bond. Liber, Dunkley, Will Brody, Parker, even Himmelberg, Cornelio. Like, there's enough of these guys that if you can get one of them at F6, like that would be ideal. 
um, if you're just okay. optimizing your team because there's quite a big drop off. Like the difference between having you know Parker at F6 versus having a Rosie at F6 is relatively significant as well. So if you've got the funds and you've got the trades to make those those optimized uh, optimizations, I, I would also do that. But that might not gain you as many points as something like you know a shot to a Sicily or a, a Crips to a Steel would. Okay. Well, let me throw one last question along these lines. You've got short D6, you've got Crips M8, and you've got Heaney F6. Where are you optimizing first? <laughs> Heaney. So I think Heaney has... Yep. Yeah, it prob- probably... Yeah. No, I mean, definitely Heaney. I was just, it's much harder between short and Crips. So that's where my mind was going. I was like, oh, then it would be. And I'm like, I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one would you trade first between Crips and short? Uh, definitely short. I think Crips still has the upside, whereas I think we're pretty clear um, with short that that role change has been really negative for him. I, I, ter- I certainly agree in terms of Heaney. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that was a really good, a really good question in terms of optimization. I was just um, uh, when I realised that we'd missed it, I just wanted to cover it. So, yeah, Pistol, do you have anything else to add? Any questions from Slack that you think need uh, addressing before we uh, get out of here? Uh, not specifically. I think. Some people are asking about rookies, but it's uh, this stage of the season. It's just about any yeah. rookie that's playing is a good rookie. Correct. So yeah, it doesn't really matter um, too much. I mean, we only usually need him for a week. Usually, like I needed Bazo this week just to get me through, and then I've got cover. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think I think everyone's in the same scenario. That you just, if you need someone on field just for that week, it, it doesn't really make too much of a difference i like to take dpps if if i can uh, that are named over yeah. non-dpps i mean tunstill from brisbane looked really good but it's a pure mid i mean if there was another midfielder that was named let's say carmichael from collingwood just happens to get named this week and he's a mid forward like i i'd still take an unknown mid forward that's yeah. playing over tunstill because i i don't think many of these rookies have like this amazing job security that will you know, last until the end of the season anyway. So it's almost like renting. But the DPP is is there everywhere. Exactly, yeah. You're more like renting a player for now. And the players that have the good job securities are the ones that, you know, we picked up a couple of weeks ago. The ones that we're getting now, are it's a lot of trial players for teams that are either lower on the ladder and they're just, you know, testing to see what players can do. Or it's top of the team, top of the ladder, and they're just coming in for an injured player and then they're back out. It's, it's pretty rare for like a yeah. top four side to blood a, a new player and then them last all the way throughout the final series. I mean, Bowie last season was yeah. obviously very good because played every game this season as well. But I would say that's somewhat of a rarity. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be expecting too much from the rookies coming through nowadays. Cool. Pistol, thanks for sitting down, mate, mate. I don't know, it's been a while since you and I have got to sit down and talk Supercoach. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> it has been a while and uh, we've managed to... Mm-hmm. To do it in not too long as well so I uh, don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but I have enjoyed it nevertheless <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, community if you do want to get in touch with us I did enjoy the influx of questions I got on Twitter after I said last week that no one talks to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me at Cheezo with a Z underscore DRSC uh, the main page is at Dr underscore SC Pistol at Pistol underscore DRSC and JB at JB underscore DRC SC any questions that you may have uh, Pistol thanks again and community will talk to you next week.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.